And I'm going to call in also my guides to help. And whoever's like helping with this podcast specifically, I particularly hope you're around because this is your topic. Dionysus too. Let's just get some. Yeah, let's get some Dionysus in here. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Welcome to Shit My Soul Says, a podcast about all things woo. I'm Jillian. And I'm Rosalie. And we are obsessed with anything having to do with alternative spirituality. And we want to share our obsession with you. Because woo is fun, but it's more fun with friends. I'm a reincarnation coach and energy worker. And I'm a practicing witch. So we've been around the woo block a time or two. Mm-hmm. Each episode, we will be digging into a different topic, from tarot to third eyes to energy healing. We'll share our personal experiences and offer you practical advice for your own practice. So whether you're new to all of this or queen of the pagans, that's me, (laughs) everybody is welcome. No witch card needed. This is inclusive woo. We just want to laugh with you, learn with you, and talk about some woo shit with you. So let's do that. Let's talk about shit my soul says. Are we going to do the weekly woo? Woo. I mean, I guess we could. Although that sounds like our weekly woo is about ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) Which actually mine kind of is. Is it? I was actually feeling really sad today that my weekly woo is not anywhere near the realm of spooky. (laughs) Oh, well, mine isn't spooky. That's okay. That's okay. It's just about dead people. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jillian, what is the weekly woo? (laughs) So, the weekly woo is a time when Rosie Lee and I talk about something woo that we've gotten up to over the past week or that has happened to us or that just makes us feel connected to the larger metaphysical, wonderful, weird world that we are in. Woo! Woo! All right, Rosalie, do you have a weekly woo that you want to share? I have a weekly woo. It's not very exciting, to be perfectly honest. That excites me. Thank you. <laughs> weird. That's It's weird that that excites you. No, it doesn't excite me. But I just, you know. Hmm. No, my weekly woo is that I got a book and it's called The Twelve Houses, Exploring the Houses of the Horoscope. Yes. By Howard Susportas. Oh, Howard. And it's, from all the research that I've done, it is the definitive book on the houses in astrology. And for some reason, I just really got interested in the idea Hmm. of the houses. And everywhere I was reading things, it was like I was finding different information that sometimes was similar and sometimes it didn't make any sense that one source would say one thing and then another would say another. Yes. And so I decided that I would dig deep into the world of astrology houses, which is also the most esoteric piece of the whole puzzle. So That's right. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I know what you mean. When I was doing the um, tarot layout that was in alignment with the houses, it's just like, how do I sum this up? Because I go to different places and they're like, this is about your daily life. And then there's like, no, this is about your home or this is about <laughs> secrets or this is about spirituality. I don't know. So right. like even in our blog post, I put it together to be like, here's what the houses mean. You might disagree when you like, that's not what the 12th house is about. That's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let me know what you uh, learn. Regurgitate all your wisdom to me. Oh, I'll regurgitate it all over you. Great. 
I haven't even opened the book yet, so I can't give you any information, but that is my weekly woo. Thank you. What is yours? Well, my weekly woo comes with a little bit of a story ahead of time. Um, Because you need to know the context. So when I was a young lass of 24 years old, I went off to Ireland at a peace and reconciliation center. And the French boy was in the room across from mine, Yannick. And I was like, "Mm mm-hmm, I'm going to get me some French boy. And I did, as it turns out. (laughs) (laughs) And he was my first boyfriend. I was a little late to the party on the whole boyfriend front. But, um, oh, and it was dramatic relationship. He was very self-centered and I was very codependent. And so it was just dramatic, but very passionate. And when things were good, they were great. And it didn't hurt that he could speak in French. That was (laughs) delightful. Um, And I do recommend French lovers, by the way. Anyway, so he and I were like in love, but we knew it wasn't a big love. And we ended up breaking up at the end of my time there, which was after about six months. But he was always somebody very important to me in my life. And then it comes to a tragic end because unfortunately in his 30s, yeah, he died. Um, But anyway, I had always, he'd always been somebody who was very important to me in my life and felt after he died, I always really tried to connect with him and didn't. And, you know, I have lots of dreams and he would like maybe sometimes be a blip in the dream. I had gone to a medium. He did not show up. I was like, Yannick, (laughs) come on over here. And he's just like, I got better things to do, bitch. (laughs) I mean, not really. But again, like I was like, that's Tim. He's so self-centered. He can't even show up to say hello. Um, But uh, anyway, I also just think actually he had a lot of things he was dealing with in his life and a lot of troubles. And uh, probably just needed a lot of healing after he he died. Anyway, that's the backdrop. That's the whole backstory to my weekly woo. But he was like this big love for me and somebody, like I said, very important. So he's been showing up in my dreams lately, which is very interesting because he's like had no time for me mm-hmm. until recently he's been showing up. And so um, two nights ago, he actually, it was interesting. I had a dream where there was a younger version of him who was my previous boyfriend. And then the version he was when he died, who was my current boyfriend in the dream. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that's interesting. He's been showing up in my dreams as the age he died, which was like 10 years after I had known him. And uh, anyway, yeah, I was like, oh, you two are really going to like each other. And he was like, no, I actually don't like that guy, (laughs) which I thought was interesting. And he just, I think the really wonderful part about it, because I do believe it was him showing up in my dreams. That's the woo part of it. Sure. Um, He he gave me this like really big, beautiful hug. And I really, really woke up feeling like I had, I felt this connection to him. I felt this way that I hadn't felt in like 20 years since I had seen him. So it was really beautiful. And then that day, I also had two songs play back to back on my music player that were like, um, you deserve much better than me. And like, uh, that sort of a sentiment to it. So it kind of both the dream where he was like, I really don't like who that guy was when he was younger. And these songs kind of seemed to me that he was saying, like, I don't like how I was with you in the relationship. Yeah. Um, but it was also an important relationship for me because it learned me, it helped me, it learned me, it helped me learn about like standing up for myself and valuing myself. So I don't regret that at all. 
It was a delightful time. I almost got tea up my nose because oh. I was laughing with tea in my <laughs> mouth. Well, delightful. <laughs> yeah. So that was my weekly woo. My old boyfriend showed up. All right. Yeah. So- I feel like it's a good sign. Maybe there's good things to come in 2020. Maybe it's 2021. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. No, there's nothing good coming nothing. in 2020. <laughs> 2020 is behind us. Um, but yeah, it just made me feel like maybe this is the year that I kind of open my heart back up and like find my new guy that drives me crazy, but also excites me. That reminds me. Yes. Of you predicting love. You predicted love for me. I did. Yes, it was my birthday in 2013, and you came to my birthday party, which was at a bar. Yes. And while we were there, the first boy that I ever kissed was also having his birthday in the same bar at the same time. Oh, my goodness. I wish I had a better memory. (laughs) You know, this guy, it was so weird because he was my first kiss, but he wasn't my boyfriend. My family moved literally the day after I kissed him. So we moved to a different state. I didn't keep in touch with him at all. And then we ran into each other in the metro in Rome. Whoa! A few years later, just totally randomly. And we exchanged phone numbers and met up that summer. And it was awkward and like, oh, my God, why are we even doing this? But, you know, I ran into him again randomly at this bar. And I was telling you about it, like, oh, my gosh, this feels significant, but, like, I'm not into this guy, right? hmm And you said, oh, you know what I think that means? I think it means that this is the year that you're going to find love. Yes. And almost exactly three months later. Yes. My husband and I went on our first date. Yes. I love it. I'm so excited when my predictions turn out. (laughs) So if your intuition is saying that this is the year that you're going to open up to love again and maybe find Mm -hmm. love, I think maybe you just might be right because you sure were when it was for me. Yay. Yay. At the very least, it's something for Jillian's Nostradamus corner. (laughs) (laughs) Can it be Nostradamus, Nostradamus corner if it's... Something that happened in the past. Well, everything Nostradamus said was in the past. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. Yes, because it's about how I predicted something and it came true. (laughs) So it's like underlies so that people will listen to the other Nostradamus corner and be like, Jillian has something to say. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Jillian. What is our topic today? Today we get to talk about soul guides. Soul guides? Yes. Spirit guides, as I call them. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't been drinking alcohol. (laughs) What's the the matter with me? Yeah, we're talking about spirit guides. I don't know what soul guides are. Well, now we have to figure that out and like publish the first book on it. Yeah, I'm going to write a book. We're going to write a book. <laughs> Shit, my soul says soul guys. Soul guys. <laughs> Maybe that's us, Jillian. Maybe Welcome we to Shit, my soul says we are your soul guides. <laughs> Jillian Harrington. And Rosalie Forrest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're not going to laugh like that. <laughs> you know, 
this is what happens when we call on Dionysus before we start and this recording. This is exactly <laughs> what happens when we call upon Dionysus. I'm like, I'm drunk and I haven't had, I've just been drinking water. That's Dionysus. <laughs> That's Dionysus 100%. <laughs> Gotta watch out for that guy. <laughs> Our little mini Bacchanalia. Yes. Now we're going to start having, well, we won't get into that. <laughs> that we could (laughs) okay so our topic is spirit guides spirit guides spirit guides (laughs) yes one of my favorite topics when i know what it is (laughs) this is one of your big things oh it is a huge thing for me yeah i chat away at my spirit guides all the time all day all day i'm just blah, blah 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 i'm sure they're sick of me (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I think that if they were sick of you, they might have left you already. They could tune me out, I'm sure. They could be like, oh, yep, there goes Jillian again. <laughs> I mean, we Yipping all do away. it. That's true. It's a fact. <laughs> uh, but could you, could you tell our listeners what you would define as a spirit guide? Yeah, I will, because I think we have different definitions from something you said previously. Right, when I said, oh, I think we have different definitions. Yeah, that would be the, <laughs> that was the clue for me. <laughs> so I've, a lot of what I know about spirit guides, some of it comes from my own personal experience, but a lot of it also has to do with a lot of the reading and learning I've done, particularly around my reincarnation belief system. So spirit guides are essentially beings that help you through your life. And typically they are, or I would say, in my belief always, um, they're people that used to be, or they're beings that have incarnated in physical form. The idea is that they've gone through it. They know the shit you're dealing with because they've gone through something similar. And so they're helping you from a place of being like, oh, yeah, I already graduated from that lesson. So I'm going to help you learn about talking too much or whatever it is. (laughs) So and you'll have, um, for my belief, is that you have like one primary spirit guide that helps you through your life, and that you'll have multiple others that might be helping you on particular topics or things that you're working on, or that just like are people that you actually knew in your life, like maybe your mom that passed on that has now decided to be one of your spirit guides. That is my version of a spirit guide. What's your version of a spirit guide? I have to say, I have never experienced anything like what you define as a spirit guide. Fantastic! (laughs) And it's not that I doubt that that is your experience in any way, but that's just not my experience. So for me, spirit guides are, they have never been incarnated as a physical being. Interesting. And maybe that's just because I'm at like such a much higher level. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I was like, this is what I think she's going to say, but she's not actually going to say it. And then I'll be like, oh, I thought you were going to say this. And then you actually said that. (laughs) I jest, of course. I do hope so, because I think we are (laughs) on the same team, my dear. I think so, too. (laughs) No, but um, when I've had spirit guides, they've been very transient. So Mm. they haven't stuck with me for very long. It's usually like I would get a guide. And the longest I've ever had a single guide has maybe been a month or two. Okay, interesting. And they don't come to me regularly. I have to go and I have to ask for a guide in a meditation. And I've gotten guides that were animal spirits. I've gotten Mm. guides that were fairies. Interesting. Um, 
I've gotten guides that were minor deities. So I've never had a guide that was just clearly... Just a person. A person, right? Yeah. And I don't know why I haven't. And maybe it's maybe I've never asked for one or maybe I've never looked for one. But yeah, I don't feel like there's a, a guide that has been with me my whole life. Hmm. Meanwhile, there's there's a guide like sitting on my shoulder going, are you fucking kidding? <laughs> After everything I have done for you, <laughs> you're totally ignoring me. So if there is a guide like that, so sorry. <laughs> Let's chat later. <laughs> yes. You should visit her and let her know that you're for real, for shizzle. Sorry, I said for shizzle. We're all sorry you said for shizzle. <laughs> no, you all are. <laughs> well, I want to tell you about how I first started working with spirit guides and my first kind of experience. Please If you'll do. entertain me. Yeah, so like I said, I had I had read about this. I had read about this in my past life, reincarnation books, and I'm like, spirit guides, I want a spirit guide. So I just would start talking to the spirit guide. And I called him guardian because I felt like he was my guardian. So I would just talk to him, blah, 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 and kind of didn't really believe it. Like, I'm just talking in the air like a crazy person. <laughs> and so that went on for years. And then fast forward, I'm in my 20s because it started when I was in my teens. I'm in my 20s and I'm sitting on the toilet and I don't know why, but I send a, I tend to get more messages from my guides on the toilet. <laughs> Is it because I'm open or I don't know? I've heard something about like with when there's water, it's easier to communicate with people. So maybe that's it. There's water under my ass. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's like your root chakra is open to the water and the yeah. guides come through your root chakra instead of your crown I chakra. I don't want to think about them coming up my butt. <laughs> but maybe. For those I mean, who are not familiar with the chakra system, the root chakra is located at your perineum or your taint. Your perineum. <laughs> yeah. In your undercarriage. It's a special chakra. It grounds you. So at this time, there was a time when I was getting ready to go to Peru. And I had studied Spanish um, ahead of time and discovered in studying Spanish how I knew a lot less Spanish than I had originally thought I did when I started this idea. So I was about to launch myself into Peru for two months by myself with this mediocre Spanish. And I was petrified so much like i was shaking going to the airport that morning oh and yeah i was terrified i don't know if i've ever been so scared in my life and um sitting on the toilet beforehand i got a message in my head that was like you're actually going to find out that you know more spanish than you think you do and i was planning on studying at the school when i was down there the guide said like you're actually going to know more than most of the students there and I was just like, well, that's bullshit because I don't know shit about my <laughs> Spanish. I'm about to get thrown to the lions. And then I went down there when I, and I was just like thinking that was just my own thought or I don't know. I didn't know really think very much of it. And um, I went down to Peru and I went to this school and it did turn out they actually had to put me in the highest level Spanish class. And once I was there in immersed in it, I actually did actually pretty well with my Spanish. And I was like, oh. Maybe I actually heard a voice in my head that was a spirit guide telling me something. And that was kind of how it began for me. Oh, that's fun. 
You know, I don't have a good memorable story about the first time I ever contacted a spirit guide. I think, you know, when I was in college and getting into paganism, I started doing meditations that were recommended in order to find your spirit guide. So I would do that and have guides that would guide me for sometimes just the space of the meditation Mm. and sometimes for much longer, but nowhere near as long as you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Me and my guides, they're like, I I don't know. I kind of feel like she, they're excited that like I pay attention to them and hear them. And so they talk to me. That's Mm -hmm. what I think. And I thank them. You know, that's also one of the things I think is really important is when I ask them for things and I ask them for all sorts of things. Like my computer isn't working. I ask my guys, can you please get my computer work because I want to watch this TV show? And then they do. And then I'm like, thank you, you know, or parking spot or whatever. Like, you know, whatever I ask. And and when I receive, I say, thank you. I feel like that's only fair. And I think because of my politeness. They like to hang out with me. (laughs) Well, I think it's important to thank any entity or spiritual being that you work with. I think that they appreciate being thanked. And even if it doesn't turn out to be what you were hoping for, it's good to thank them because if they put their time and energy into you, that's a blessing. Thank you. Well, you know, I have another story, you know, me and my stories. Uh, you made me think of it when you said, you know, having having a guide for a specific kind of task. So when I first started studying energy healing in the class, we all had to meditate and get a guide to help us do energy healing. And so, um, so I got this guide and it was the thought it cracked me up because I would do energy healings and this and he only worked with me for a short period of time like during the class like I didn't he didn't hang out with me afterwards but during he the guidance he would give me in doing these energy healings was all about like car stuff he was a mechanic (laughs) and here's the thing that's hilarious about like up to that point, I had never owned a car in my life. I had a car for like a year or two that had been given to me by my parents. But I was like Miss Car Free bus uh-huh. person. And I had a freaking mechanic who's talking about oil changes when I'm giving it energy healing. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so is he like comparing the healings that you were doing to an oil change? Yes. Yeah, like oil change and other mechanical things. Yeah, like that would be the imagery he would give me or the kind of messages he would give me. And I'm just like, okay, I'll go with it. I don't know what you're talking about, but I'll do it. Okay, Jillian, Uh, rotate her tires. Yeah. No, no, no. Rotate her tires, Jillian. I'm like, I'm rotating. I'm rotating. (laughs) Woo! Yeah, I've never had any that were that interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mine, mine sometimes have fun with me. And now I feel really, really guilty saying that. Like, oh, gosh, I'm sorry to every guide I've ever had. You were all interesting, just not <laughs> like a mechanic. None of you are mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem when your guides are non-corporeal entities that have never been corporeal. Yes. <laughs> so I am curious about, because I have my answer, and I want to hear, I don't know what, I don't 
want to hear yours. What is your, when you're, because I know a lot of people are going to be talking, going to be listening and saying, spirit guides, how do you, how do you know when they're talking to you? Or what does it sound like to you? Like, what's your actual experience of hearing a spirit guide? Because for most people, this is going to be like totally foreign and weirdo. So what is your way of hearing your spirit guides? That's a really interesting question. So I don't hear with my ears, to be clear. Like I've never heard a spirit guide say, Rosalie, do my bidding, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yeah. When I have worked with spirit guides, it has almost exclusively been in meditations. Okay. I will have a meditation and I will get a message from the guide in that meditation where it's you know, a guided meditation, only it's usually me doing the guiding, right? Yes. It's it, what it really feels like a lot of the stuff that I do, it's it feels like my imagination. Mm. So am I imagining that an eagle has come and is talking to me in English? Yeah, I am. But also the message that the that that guide has to give me is so useful and so pertinent to my life. And I've done it enough times that I've found that if I listen to the guides and I actually pay attention to what they're saying and I do what they recommend, then my life goes a lot smoother. Yes. And if I choose to ignore it, shit tends to not go so well. Yes. So does that mean that... I am 100% convinced that there are entities that are coming and talking to me. No, but also, (laughs) yes. Yes. And I'm very much of the opinion that if it improves my life, if it brings good things Mm -hmm. into my life, I don't give a flying fuck if it's coming from my subconscious or from a different being. I'm going to treat it like it's coming from a different being because that's how I can work with it. Yes. I totally get that I have that same thing because I, and I'll describe in a moment, but what the experience is for me, because it's very much, it's a very mental experience for me. Um, And it's, it's like, is this just my own higher self or my own soul talking to me? And you know, and sometimes I think it is, sometimes I think it is maybe my higher self or soul and I'm attributing it to a guide when it really is me. Mm -hmm. Um, Totally, totally. Um, But sometimes there's a quality And I hear it two ways. I get two different sorts of of ways I get the information. Well, three, really. Uh, So one, it's like actually a voice talking to me in my head, and it just sounds like somebody else's voice. And it's not like I'm hearing voices. Like it's it's like when you think in your head and you're hearing thoughts in your head, I'm hearing thoughts in my head, but it mm-hmm. sounds like it has a different tone to it. Okay. And sometimes, and I described this to a friend of mine and she did not get it. I don't know if anybody else out there will get it, <laughs> but this is what it is for me. Sometimes it's like I receive a, a packet of, of a transmission of information and then I unpack it into words. It's like mm. the words underneath the words. For me, it's just like, if I think if before I say the word love, if I think about what love, like feel the essence of love, it's like feeling an essence of a thought, and then I unpack it. So that's, that's how the communication is for me. Do you ever have that experience? Am I alone? I have not had that experience, but I have heard other people talk about like, oh, I'm downloading right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm getting a transmission, you know. Okay. And usually they're people who are a little bit less grounded in reality. <laughs> not that they're not profoundly 
spiritual people, right? But yes. just that they're less grounded. Yeah. And one of the things, one of the reasons you and I get along so well is that we are so grounded in reality as yes. well as, you know, being in this woo world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think that you're alone, but I just suspect that the people that you talk to are more like me and mm-hmm. who don't necessarily get downloads. Yes. And I don't call them, well, maybe I do call, I don't know. Download sounds very like I'm going to get an entire file of information. <laughs> and it's just like, no, it's like, a, it's like a sentence or two. Oh, well, the way that you said it, I was picturing like a manila folder that was like three inches deep. <laughs> <laughs> they know I can't listen that long. <laughs> um, the third way I get it is actually the way I, I believe most people receive information from their guides because I believe we all receive information from our guides. And that is actually in a way that's a lot more subtle. And so we might not even know that we're receiving information. And it can be an impulse or just a a thought that comes in your head about like, oh, I want to try, I want to go to this shop. Well, it might be that a guide is like, you need to go into that shop, go in that shop over there because there's something good for you in there, or you're going to run into somebody, right? That's often also the way, and actually that's usually the way our spirit guides work with us per the information I have. Well, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I think that there are times when, you know, I get a certain feeling when something clicks and, Mm. you know, it's like, oh, I'm feeling so strongly that I need to do this or that I shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And I just go with it. I call it my intuition or a message from the universe. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's the guide that I've been ignoring my whole life. <laughs> Your poor guide. <laughs> the one that's like, Rosalie, just listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe your guide is like a super introvert and does not want to be heard. Like loves the fact that like they're just invisible to you. Maybe. Or maybe they're they've been like tapping on my skull my whole life and I've just been like, oh, what's that? Nothing? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, and sometimes you can't even tell until it's after the fact, but when life just sort of happens in a way that things start to make sense. Mm -hmm. I do think that there's a higher power, whether that's a guide or a deity or the universe or an angel or whatever. Yeah. I don't necessarily put a name to it all the time. It's just, oh, the universe is, you know, helping me out. Yes. In my story, a lot of times your primary guide is somebody who has been with you in other lives and has maybe had kind of like a teacher role in in that physical life. Hmm, Um, Okay. And it's not that everybody becomes a spirit guide. I think that what I've learned, and I like this, I I love when I get into this stuff. What I've learned is that like people can specialize in little tracks as they go up their little evolution ladder, spiritual evolution. So like some people become animal people and they, they just work with the animals. And some people be like, become like earth caretakers and, you know, all sorts of, so some people decide to, to, to specialize in spirit guide, <laughs> the spirit guide track, and become like spirit guide teachers. That's one of the things that I've learned. It might not be true, but I like it. <laughs> I like it too. I don't know that I'm going to ascribe to that belief system, but I like That's it. Fine. It's, it's joyful. It feels joyful. It feels joyful. I, I'm going to go with it. So that's how I think that spirit guides beings become spirit guides. Sure. Well, and then I also feel like 
when I do something like a tarot reading or any other sort of divination or psychic, what have you, I feel like there's definitely a a larger power working Mm. through me. I don't feel like that's just coming from my brain. And, you know, again, maybe it is, but it just really doesn't feel like it. And so I think that it's possible that that's the primary way that my guide in your definition of the word or my (laughs) definition of the word, I guess, that mine works through me is Mm. through divination techniques as Mm. opposed to direct communication. Well, I know when I was doing life coaching, I would tap into my guide as well for my clients. Um, And I really wanted to focus on being a conduit of information because if I was just coming from me, Jilly and my ego, like I'll be full of shit. I'm like, this is what I think you should do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And like, that's not what I wanted for people. I really wanted to like tap in whether it was to their guide or to my own guide, but like I really focused on opening up my like chakra, my crown chakra to receive information. That's the chakra on the top of your head and really try to kind of bring forth information from the guy that I was giving. You know, honestly, Jillian, I think that that might be one of your biggest gifts in this world is being able to tap into that for other people. Because you're very good at coaching. Thank you very much. And I think I think it's I think that it's spectacular that you have such a close connection with your guides because I think that more people are like me than are like you. Mm. I hope that I can continue to use it to help people. I will tell you, this is also something we I almost used it for one of my weekly woos, but I didn't. But here's the story because it applies now. This is just within the last couple of months. I wanted to like try to look into why is it like I'm perpetually single. If there's one thing like I am really on the outskirts of normality is like I am always single. Mm-hmm. And when I was young, I thought, oh, is it because like I'm called to a higher power? Am I supposed to be a nun? Am I being punished for something in a past life? I didn't know. But when I talked, I was talking away to my spirit guys and be like, why the fuck is this a situation? Why can't I get laid? Actually, I can get laid. I just can't get into a relationship. <laughs> The information I I finally got is like, that makes sense, was that when I get into a relationship, I get become so focused on that person. So like we were talking about in my weekly woo by my boyfriend Yannick at the time, like I was so all about him and codependent, right? Very much about him. Mm -hmm. And the information I got is that if I was having relationships in my life, I would have been so focused on the other person or being external. But by not having those sorts of romantic relationships in my life, it's made me tune into my inner self and also Mm. has then caused me to be able to connect up to my guides or the universe or whatever the mystical stuff is that I'm tapping into. Because of the absence of other people around me, I have to talk to somebody for God's sakes. So I think that's why why that is. I think my singleness has caused me to be able to have that sort of a connection. I actually, so I have a, a question for you that yeah. is sort of related to singleness, but really is not in any way. <laughs> Great. I love it. But it is related to spirit guides. So at some point, we're going to get into this in, in greater detail. But I know that you and I both had a period of time that was a few years long where we just stopped being spiritual people. Yeah. What happened with your guides during that period of time for you? Because I know that I wasn't doing anything spiritual. I wasn't connecting with guides. I wasn't meditating. I wasn't reading tarot cards. So I didn't really feel like I had any sort of connection to anything. And so I'm just curious to know, like, what was your experience? 
I still talk to them. I don't, I may not have done it quite so much. I may not have heard quite so much because I think what we've talked about um, before is it's like a, all of this stuff is like a muscle. All of this spiritual, psychic, whatever stuff is a muscle. And the more you use it, the easier it works. So I don't think I was getting quite conversations in my head as much as I do when I'm like tapped into it. But it's such a cornerstone of who I am. Like, and on top of it, like I said, it's that's who my like, if I had a life partner, it's my guide. Right. (laughs) So that's, that's who I have to go to to talk about things. Interestingly, when I talk to them before I go to bed, I would find if I tried to talk to them while I was in bed out loud, they would put me to sleep. I would go right to bed. It is like they just want me to shut up. That's amazing. <laughs> Go to sleep. No, I think they like they they like talking, hearing me talk. I think I'm also going to ask you an important question that I think that all of our listeners are wondering right now. Have you ever had sex with one of your guides? <laughs> I have no. I have not. Not to my knowledge. <laughs> At least not in this life. <laughs> yeah, not in this. That's true, right? I probably have in a past life while they were in physical form. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I didn't have. I didn't have so they weren't down with that, I guess. <laughs> but it's a great question. I haven't sexually fantasized about them either. Sorry. Oh. I know. Okay, well, that was a question. Yeah, downer. <laughs> I'm not that kinky, I guess. I'm not spiritually kinky. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just because you talked about them being like your your partner. life partner. Yeah. And okay, so now I'm just gonna I'm gonna ask you questions because you are like this. <laughs> in spirit guides and i have done jillian i have done zero preparation for this i saw that you did like notes in advance i was like oh that's nice thanks jillian and like i've done zero preparation so sorry not sorry you wanted to live in the moment rosalie i did did want to live in the moment i wanted to see if it could be a little bit more yeah jazzy this is the moment this is the moment (laughs) This is the moment. Yes. I'm going to just tell you about my most recent experience with calling on a guide and see what your thoughts on on it are. Mm -hmm. So this was within the past few months. And I was like, you know, Jillian's always talking about guides and I should really, you know, sit down and find my guide. Like I should really do that. So I did this meditation and I sat down and I did a whole thing where I have a pretty standard practice where I go down this spiral staircase that's in a Mm -hmm. tower. And then at the bottom, there's a wooden door that's very castle wooden Mm -hmm. door. This is me too. I do the same. (laughs) I love it. And I open it and there's a field. And then I, from the field, I can go in all sorts of different directions. And like in one direction, there's this big palace where my goddess resides. And then in another direction, there's my astral home. It's like this cozy little cottage. Hmm. And then there's this forest in the other direction. So I go into the forest and there's like a babbling brook. And then I always follow the brook until I get to a little pond that is fed by the brook and sit down and ask for a guide to come. That's how I've always contacted spirit guides. I love it. That's beautiful. So this blue person came, kind of short and blue, didn't say anything, and then just like popped into my head <laughs> and became like a a gem or a light of some mm. sort that just is in my third eye. And that's it. That was the whole thing. And nothing has come from that since then. I haven't gotten any like pings or feelings like, oh, I've got to go do a meditation and talk to this guide that turned into a gem and is sitting in my forehead. (laughs) 
Have you gotten more intuitive information? Have you been re- have you have you been more intuitive lately? You know, the only thing that I would say has increased at all is the vividness of my dreams. Mm. And I didn't think that maybe those were related, but I don't know. They don't feel important, just weird. Hmm. My interpretation, and it might not be true at all, but my interpretation is that he was some sort of a healing spirit that was coming to help you with your third eye chakra, particularly with the work that you're doing now and shit my soul says and you're getting more and your own personal work or rosalieforest.com work that was he's in there. He hopped in there to like clean the windows Clean. I like. I. That's the image I get. Is like cleaning, like this gem, like cleaning the facets of it, so that the light comes out more clearly. I think that you're then seeing that as a manifestation in your dreams, as one way that it's showing up. I would be curious to see if over time you start getting more intuitive information. Like that's that's what I read that as. Okay, that's interesting. Thank you for that interpretation. <laughs> no, I, Welcome. I, that's, I trust your intuition a lot. So I really Thank do you. appreciate that. Um, and I also just to let our listeners know, because we've been talking about chakras a lot in this episode, and we mm-hmm. have never done an episode about chakra information. Nope. The, the third eye chakra... And it might have a different name, but it is about psychic powers and psychic Mm -hmm. visions. So, I mean, it's when people talk about like opening your third eye, it's that chakra. You know what else it's about? Actually, it's not just about psychic vision. It is definitely about psychic vision, but that's not all. It's also about just vision in your life in general and the direction you're going. So that's when I would do energy healings on people and I would always go through this is your this chakra and this is what it does. That when I would read people's third eye chakras, it's not about not all of us want to be psychic or practice psychic, but all of us have a third eye chakra Mm -hmm. in my world. And it's, (laughs) so it's not just about psychic information. It's also about seeing where you're going in life and having a vision Mm -hmm. forward. So maybe that's what that was about. But I I feel like it might be a little bit more psychic, particularly if he was blue. <laughs> well, and that's, you know, that particular chakra, that's what, indigo? Yeah. Is its color. And it yeah. was kind of an indigo blue, like not, yeah. not a light blue, but an indigo blue. Yeah. That's my, that's Jillian's take. <laughs> <laughs> so it's true. <laughs> it's more true than anything that I came up with. I'm just like, oh, okay, there's just like a gem in my forehead that nobody else can see. Cool. All right. Bye. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it has to do with the work that you're doing in the world. That's my story. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. So it's nice that you got some magical special help from a little entity, a little being. Right. But he was like this little blue guy. He he was like kind of human looking, but he definitely mm-hmm. wasn't human. It wasn't like, oh, this has been somebody that I've known in a past life. It was Yeah, like- no. Yeah. And so in my book, that wouldn't necessarily be a spirit guide because for me, a spirit guide is somebody. And so maybe that's just we have different definitions, like really different definitions on the words. Um, because for me, a spirit guide is somebody who's like, who's like, like, oh, oh, thank you. This is what they gave me. <laughs> Sometimes it comes in in visions. Um, Like you're in a car 
and your driver's ed, your driver's ed, right? You're learning how to drive <laughs> and you've got the person in the passenger seat that's helping you to make sure like you don't, you know how to merge and you don't like <laughs> run off the road, but they're not driving, you're driving, but they're there to kind of just help you drive. Okay. Like, that's what a spirit guide is to me in your life. I, I'm, I'm struggling to find words to say, oh yeah, that's cool. I, I think that sounds great, right? Because it feels like it's this, it's kind of a profound metaphor. And instead of acknowledging that my brain is just like, oh yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> Maybe I need to work on my throat chakra. Can I get a, like a diamond in my throat chakra? Okay, thank you. Well, God knows I don't need to work on my throat chakra. That's always the one that's like, Bleh. that's the one that is communicating. Communicating chakra. So we're actually doing an episode on chakras in our spirit guide episode is how this is working out. Who would have known? Yes. Just wait till we get to the second chakra, y'all. That's a sex chakra. Um, I mean, we're not going to get to that one because you're not having sex with your spirit guide. No, I am not. That's true. That is true. Oh, let's talk about sex, though. Actually, that is a good segue. So... So, like, when I was thinking about, like, what sort of things are people wondering about spirit guides that might be a little bit different than, like, what you crack open when you open your spirit guide 101 book. And one of them was like, do they watch you shit and fuck and <laughs> masturbate and all the rest of that? Well, clearly they watch you shit because they come to you and you're <laughs> they on come the talk toilet. To and sometimes I'm like, I'm naked. Right? Like, is this, like, hey, is this okay? And they're just kind of like, it's fine. It's like, you know, if you saw your cat take a shit, you don't care about watching your cat take a shit. I mean, I try not to watch my cat take a yeah. shit. Well, and that's kind of the same thing. Like, that's what I was told. It's like, we give you privacy. You want your privacy, but it's not like something that we get that we're bothered by. But sometimes mm-hmm. if I want a little extra privacy, I'll just imagine with my mind <laughs> a, a, like a, a like a black um, dome covering me. And I'm just like, private time. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I hope it works. <laughs> I don't know if it does, but I hope it does because I'm like, I need private time right now. This is me time. (laughs) Well, now I'm thinking like of all the times that I didn't use any sort of black dome around me. Like we kick the cat out of the bed, but we don't kick my spirit guides out (laughs) or my husband's. Or like just ghosts that are wandering around that can watch you because they can. (laughs) Well, we don't have any ghosts in my house. Well, that's good. That's good. But that's yeah. that's information for a totally different episode. That is. Oh, okay, so another question that I imagine that some people might want to know uh, mm-hmm. has nothing to do with sex this time. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> have your guides ever deliberately deceived you or are they full of shit ever? Do they ever fuck with you is really the question that I'd like to know. You know what? Originally, I would have said no, but I think I have to change that answer. Okay. Yeah. Like, this is actually kind of a thing I'm dealing with right now that's causing me a little bit of, like, schism as far as my belief situation. Like, I believe in spirit guides and all of that, but it's just like, well, maybe. So I had this job I was going for that I was – I really wanted it really bad, and it was perfect. And I was reading my tarot cards, and my tarot cards were like, yeah, good stuff ahead. And I was checking in with my guides and my guides kept on saying, you're going to get the job. Don't worry about it. You're going to get the job. My intuition was telling me I was going to get the job. My dad even felt like I was going to get the job. 
And he doesn't tap into intuition stuff. And he's just, yeah. So I was sure I was going to get this job. But then months went by and I did not get the job. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, if I don't get this job, what does this mean about all of the stuff that I believe? And it has caused me to really like question a lot about my my belief system and my faith and everything. And, um, you know, and I'm still processing through all of that. But the message I got from my guides, so again, you know, if they were full of shit about that, I mean, <laughs> oof, who knows? But the message that I got was that I needed to be dropped from a height. Like I needed right. to have a hard, I needed to have a hard rejection. I needed to have that sort of a slap across the face. Because what ended up happening when I didn't get that job is it kind of was just like, oh, oh, I need to stop. This whole path I've been on about trying to find the perfect job, trying to find the perfect job, I need to stop that because I need to have a job that meets my needs, which I do right now. As a, it's a part-time job and it's fine. It doesn't mm-hmm. light me up. It's not my perfect job, but it's a totally acceptable job. And I need to be doing my work in the world. So that's what I'll be working on this year. And I think if I hadn't have had that shock, if I had known from the beginning I wasn't going to get the job, I don't think it would have been quite such a drastic slap in the face that made me say, I have to do something different. Right. So maybe they can be full of shit. Maybe they can't. Maybe they can. I don't, I would like to say they aren't, but maybe it was also me in my head telling me what I wanted to hear. (laughs) I mean, I think that what what it sounds like you're saying is that they weren't full of shit. They were just telling you what you needed to hear in yeah. order to have the outcome that you needed to get. Yes. So they were they were like, okay, we've known you for 40 years. We're yeah. we're gonna make sure that you don't fuck this up. Yeah. So that we don't have to slap you upside the head later. Yes. In a much more harsh and difficult way. Yeah. I like that because I will say most of the time, actually most of the time what they, I mean, even to the point where I'll be lost and I'll need directions to get someplace and I'll listen to them and they'll take me where I need to go. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's why I would say, yeah, I don't, they don't fuck with you. It's not like they're, I mean, if they do, then that's not a spirit guide. Right. That's something else. And that's another episode. (laughs) Which we do need to have. So we have a few audience questions as well that have been sent in. Are your spirit guides always there and talking or do you specifically have to call on them? I mean, I think that we both kind of touched on that a little bit where it sounds like your spirit guides are always there and mine are never there. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. And it's not like they're always talking, but they're always looking after you. Yeah. <laughs> Except for yours. They're like, what else, Rosalie? You do you. <laughs> and then uh, this this question's really interesting. Have you ever had someone else's spirit guides talk to you? Yes, I have. But that was very much in a specific context of me doing work with people, like coaching work. Mm-hmm. So maybe their guides would be telling me things. And um, I can't necessarily differentiate between like, is this my guide talking? This is their their guide, their guide talking. I don't have that. I'm not that finely tuned, I wish. But right. certainly they were talking to me. But I will tell you, there was one time that was really strange to me. I don't like I, I kind of believe in angels and I kind of like don't deal with them because it's like a Christian thing. And it's, it's same. But I one time did an energy healer. You did an energy healer? <laughs> This is not that sex episode. Um, I one time did an energy healing for a very Catholic doctor. It's amazing that he 
who would he was there for an energy healing he was up for an energy mm-hmm. healing and um, he was actually a surgeon as well and he prayed and I knew this about him he prayed before all of his surgeries and when I was doing the energy healing on him I could sense that there were two angels that stood over each one of his shoulders interesting yeah it was really powerful it, it was the only time I ever like sensed an angel and I was just like whoa and I told him that and he was kind of like yeah <laughs> you know like <laughs> Of course. Great. <laughs> I got angels. So it's not like they talked to me, but they showed themselves to me. Sure. That's, so that was kind of cool. cool. Yeah, I want to get healed by you, Mr. <laughs> doctor. <laughs> it's really interesting that sometimes when I'm doing readings for somebody else, I do feel like I'm getting a message that has nothing to do at all with me. And so I've never really thought about it in terms of is that their spirit guide, but maybe. Yeah. It could be. We don't know. Have you ever been caught talking aloud to a spirit guide in public? No. Because that's not how you do it. Nope. How about you? I've never been caught. (laughs) 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 But actually, with that day that I didn't get the job and I was really upset and they were talking to me, I I was walking on a walk and I was like, I don't want to hear it. I said, I don't want to. I literally said this aloud to them. I was just like, I don't want to hear it right now. (laughs) (laughs) kind of like later on be like i'm sorry i snapped at you but i really needed a moment (laughs) i i wouldn't say that i've ever really talked out loud to any guides but i do talk out loud to my goddess Hmm. and you know i wouldn't say that it's necessarily in public but i've done rituals and i've been around other people who are like-minded who've definitely heard me talk to my goddess before (laughs) um and they've been like whoa what is even happening (laughs) and i talk i do sometimes talk to my tarot cards when i'm doing a reading like but no what are you saying what what are you talking about okay (laughs) that doesn't make sense could you clarify oh you want me to draw three more cards okay i'll draw three more cards like i will say that so you know i think that brings up a good point too because i i know earlier i was talking about talking to my spirit guides and when i first started talking i would talk to them out loud. I talk to them a lot in my head because thoughts do um, go out into the universe. You know, you can actually communicate with your guides just through thought. They can hear your thought. Yes, they can hear your thoughts. (laughs) Not such a fun answer, but but they can. And of course, you know, they have a lot of compassion for you being a human being and dealing with the shit show that we're dealing with here. So don't worry about them judging you. But when you talk out loud, it does add a bit more energy to it. Um, So that's why it's nice to talk out loud, which really gets us into some other little tips that we can give our listeners about communicating with their guides. I love that you already gave them a meditation that they could do, or they could make their own adaptations about if they wanted to go into some sort of a space, that would be a way for them to do it. If it's, if that's going to work more for you to like try to connect with the guy, because that's what I do too. That's how I found out my guide's name is I actually went into a meditation he likes to hang out with me on a picnic table underneath a tree. Oh, that's lovely. But I get to it the same way you do. I go down that stairwell and and it's like this stone stairwell in like a tower. And at the yes. end of it, there's a, <laughs> there's a wooden door that I walk through. Sometimes it's a little dank in there too. I will say that. Yes. <laughs> We're in the same place. We're in the same place. We're using the same tower to get into our astral travel. Yes. Yes, I love it. That's one way to do it. Yeah. I would also just say just start chitter-chatting away away to them. And hey, this is one of the gifts of COVID. If you're wearing a mask, 
people won't necessarily see that you're talking to your guide. (laughs) (laughs) Always got to find the silver lining. right. Exactly. (laughs) I will say, I think that there are actually some books out there on how to connect with your guides, um, which is great. But definitely, I do like the idea about doing some sort of either just chatting with them, talking in your head, or doing some sort of a guided meditation where you go into a space where you feel safe and comfortable and ask Mm -hmm. for them to come out and talk to you. I like that a lot. Thank you. So on that note, shall we get to our tarot card reading? Yeah, I definitely did not pull one. I definitely did. Why don't you talk about yours? So I actually used a different deck. I did give myself a deck for a Christmas present. I got actually have this as an app and it is my very favorite app. And I got the cards. I will say I think I like the app better because the cards are like huge and hard to shuffle. But it's the Psychic Tarot Oracle deck. So it's like a take on the tarot deck um, by John Holland, who's a medium. And he kind of reinterprets uh, the traditional tarot and then also throws in chakra cards as well. And I will tell you, I'm always pissed when I get the chakra card because I'm like, solar plexus chakra, what am I supposed to do with this card? (laughs) I didn't get the solar plexus card today. What I got today, which I think is very appropriate to this this topic, is wisdom. The take on the traditional uh, tarot card is an interpretation of the hierophant. This one, if you saw the card, it's a a man who kind of looks like he's some sort of a religious figure in a purple cloak, and he's got a spiritual book that's shining light out, and there's a dog that's looking up at him like he's got the truth. But uh, anyway, (laughs) um, it's the wisdom card. And it really is saying that there is a spiritual teacher in your life that's about to show up or that you have a spiritual teaching to share. Although after this podcast, I really like the idea of that, that what it's saying is like, your spirit guide has some wisdom to share with you, that there's some yeah. wisdom to, to listen, to listen to your to whatever wisdom kind of comes your way. And maybe it's not full-fledged thoughts, and maybe it's not a little packet of downloadable data, but maybe it's just a little whisper or a nudge or um, an inspiration that it's a good time to start listening to. All right. Well, I'm going to actually hold off and I'm not going to pull a card for today because I am almost out of batteries on my computer and I can't plug it in for reasons that are complicated. Sad story. So we're just going to stick with Jillian's reading today and it fits so nicely with the whole spirit guide. Shebang. Shebang. (laughs) Shebang. Thank you all so much for listening. We really, truly appreciate you. We love you. We do love you. And... If you love us, we would ask that you subscribe, rate, and review, because that is how other people are going to find us. Yes. And come over to our website, shitmysoulsayspodcast.com, where you can listen to other episodes, and you can sign up for our newsletter. And that's where you're going to be able to get latest blog posts, episode updates, and also announcements of the different shenanigans that Rosalie and I get up to. (laughs) And we do get up to a lot of shenanigans. And yeah, on that note, please do your woo. Yes, do your woo. Whatever it looks like to you. If it means talking to your spirit guide in the middle of the street, (laughs) do it. (laughs) and do tell us what shit does your soul say yes what shit does your soul say email us at shitmysoulsays at gmail.com and give us the skinny give us 
Yeah, give us the skinny and the fat. <laughs> give it give it all to us. Yes. Share your stories, ask your questions, and we can't wait to hear from you. Yes. Until we meet again. Bye. Bye. I have to say, calling in Dionysus was a very inspired idea. <laughs>